When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Today we have a crazy nuclear revenge story against a best friend and classmate. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, that's what you deserve. For as long as I can remember, my brother is always, and with the way things sit, will always be a thorn in my side forever. Hi, my name is Sophia and I'm the second and last child of my family. I have an elder brother who's nearly two years older than me, however he doesn't seem like it, neither does he act like it. At first glance, when my brother and I are put side by side one another, one would think I'd had more than three years ahead of him. But whenever I do the reveal that Simon, my brother, is indeed the elder one, the response to hearing this is always and will always be the surprised reaction. I really cannot trace exactly the genesis of our problems, but one thing I do know for sure is that at when I was no more than four years old, I was always the favorite child. As our parents would always prefer taking me out whenever they had planned to do so, and Simon was always the one left behind for reasons unknown to either of us back then. But somehow, I don't know how, Simon piggybacked the cause of our parents leaving him out of most of our outings, and unknowingly giving me preferential treatment over Simon, despite him being the elder one, and afterwards he made it his sole objective in this life to make my then enjoyable life one filled with misery and sadness like his. I was then always bullied by my own brother whenever my parents were nowhere around us, and this was just as we were still very young. As the time went by, the bullying had seemed like something small compared to the things Simon had made me go through. Right back when I was in high school, there was this boy that had a crush on me. Obviously, I had noticed for quite a while. I also found him interesting and attractive, but of course, I would most definitely not express my feelings to him at that time. I was too shy a person at the time, and I had just considered that, since he was the guy, he was supposed to be able to summon up the courage to ask the girl he had a crush on out. I got to find out he had a crush on me through two particular ways. The first was through my best friend Maddie. She had gotten informed by a little bird that someone had a crush on me, and his name was Adam. At the time, neither of us knew who Adam was. It wasn't until he approached me one day and introduced himself to me did I know that he was the same Adam. And the second way, just by the instinct I got through his actions and reactions when he was around me. Of course, there were some times where I would be most tempted to even take the first step, be the bigger person. But every single time when I even make an attempt to make the first step, I would always back out and this seemed like it was going to be troublesome. Back to how it relates to my brother, it had been a while since he had done something, anything at all to terrorize me. And at this point, he would do anything to even try to spoil my mood or my day at least. I had gotten used to his abuses, taunts and whatnot, but the opportunity to do what he usually does best had no sooner presented itself. I'm the journal and diary type. I have a separate journal and diary for when I want to record events that had happened to me that week. I would always make use of the journal and the diary for recording events that had happened. Unfortunately for me, that very day I was in a bit of a hurry when I was leaving for school and I left both my journal and my diary right on my bed before leaving. 
My brother always leaves the house 30 minutes before I do, so it's no surprise when he stumbled upon them. He finally had access to my deepest and innermost thoughts. Things I would most definitely never say and things I would never do but just had thoughts of them. Right in the most recent pages of my diary was where he found out on his own path the guy I had an interest in, who was also crushing on me, things I found attractive about him among many other things. He had finally gotten what he needed to do worse things than he'd been able to do for quite a while. After I'd gotten back from school, I didn't even notice he had gone through my things or my journal and diary, so I just put them back in my drawer and moved on. Fast forward to two weeks later, where Adam, just out of the blue, just decided that he would no longer accommodate or welcome my company, and that he would like for the both of us to go our separate ways. It didn't seem real at the time, because just the previous day, he was already planning a date, sort of, for the both of us. And I invited Maddie just in case, and he also invited a friend of his, so that he and Maddie would try and keep each other's company while we were together. I was so confused at the moment, but I could tell that he was dead serious. I tried as much as possible to give him time and space, but it seemed like he wanted the time and space to be permanent, as he didn't want anything to be between the both of us, ever. At the time, I hadn't even thought of any possibility at all as to why he would just come to this decision all of a sudden, but I respected his decision at the time and moved on. I thought at least that we could still be friends, because at the time we weren't anything official just yet, but I just felt that close with him and all. But to my greatest surprise and shock, I realized we couldn't even be acquaintances, let alone friends. It was such a puzzling discovery that caused me to have sleepless nights at some point. I tried to confront him one day in school, and he acted in such a repulsive manner that one would think I was a nuisance. An unrelenting and pestering nuisance. I felt so bad I left school immediately when the final bell rang and I went straight home. It really had such an effect on me as I felt that everything I'd known about him had turned out to be false. And to think I almost confessed to him how I truly felt about him. My best friend could visibly notice it on me that I wasn't myself anymore, and then she gracefully offered to help me find out what was really the problem, and why things had turned out the way they did between Adam and I. I thanked her and patiently waited for her to bring back something, anything at this point, would put my mind at ease. I just wanted clarity as to what really happened, so I would stop blaming myself anytime I think about him. I waited until around midnight, when I was feeling sleepy. I finally got a text from my best friend saying that when she had done her own personal research, she found out that, apparently, Adam had spoken with Simon, my brother, and he had already painted a different picture of me. In his mind, portraying me as a horrible person and a chronic stalker, my heart sunk as I read the message she had sent to me. I could not believe what I was reading. My own brother, well, not that I really considered him as that, since he had never once made me feel like family ever since we were young. I just wanted to find out why he did what he did, and what exactly was his motivating factor, because at the time, I didn't believe he was doing all this for the fun of it. I could not sleep the night I found out what my brother had done. I was still wondering what on earth Simon had told Adam to make Adam react the way he did. Apparently my best friend, she said she doesn't want to hurt my feelings and thus would refrain absolutely from telling me what it was that Simon had told Adam about me. I woke up the next morning staring at my ceiling as I laid there. I began to think about how I could possibly even go about my entire day. 
Not the talk of my entire life moving forward. The thought of getting back at Simon most definitely came to mind, but at the time, I hadn't thought much of it, as I wasn't the type to pay back somebody, anybody in the same coin I had received from them. This was my mindset at the time, as I didn't want to become someone I wasn't just to get back at him, or do something I would most definitely regret for as long as I lived. I tried as much as possible to let the events of what had happened between Simon, Adam, and myself stay in the past, where they belonged and moved forward. Trying to motivate myself on getting back to school was no easy task, but I pulled through with the help of my family, my mom mostly, as my dad was almost never at home and when he was, he would always be in his study, and most especially my best friend. It wasn't until I'd gotten back to school that I realized that Simon had been busy. Apparently he didn't just stop at ruining what it was supposed to be between Adam and myself, I guess whenever either of us had summoned up the courage to ask the other out, he also went as far as spreading a fake and insulting rumor about me to the entire school. I had only realized when I walked into school the next day and all eyes were on me. I was confused, shocked, worried, scared. Apparently, different things were running through my mind and my heart was beating right out of my chest. It became serious and they all paved a path for me as I walked. It wasn't a pavement of respect, but rather one of total isolation. It felt like really terrible. My best friend came to my aid and took me out of the hallway as she told me what Simon had done. I thought I would most definitely feel sad or cry my eyes out on the spot, but something else happened. I was so furious that I didn't even feel the spread of affection again for him as either my brother or my mother's son or anything at all. The only thing that was on my mind at the time was just different ways I could get back at him where it would hurt so bad that recovery wouldn't even seem like an option at all. It felt like a switch had flipped in me. I began to strategize, formulating and thinking up new ways I could get back at Simon, where it would hit him the most painfully. The perfect solution had presented itself to me. Finally, I got home the next day, and I realized that Simon was trying to use his excellent basketball career to further his scholarship to entering the college of his dreams. Since he was in his final year in high school, he was really focused apparently on ensuring that nothing messes up with his one and only chance as he was apparently the favorite to be picked. Finally, this was where I would finally get my revenge. I set out a three-layered plan, set to affect him on every layer. Firstly, the letter of acceptance that came in, requesting that he be present at the school in three days time to physically accept his admission apparently got burnt by me on accident and no one ever knew the contents of the letter secondly to ensure that he doesn't graduate high school successfully i made sure that he was permanently expelled from the school by putting several contrabands in his locker bag gym locker bedroom and several other places and after this I dropped an anonymous tip about certain actions he'd gotten himself involved with, and the rest was history. And thirdly, which had been my most favorite to sabotage, was his own personal relationship. Apparently he'd been having issues with his girlfriend Anita, as she had suspected him of cheating. I knew one or two things about creating a fake chat history, just a little bit here and there, and I was all set. I met up with Anita, and we talked for quite a while and I told her I just thought she has the right to know the truth. As I showed her the chats I'd created a few hours ago, 
as she was in tears, saying what she would do to him when she saw him. I felt fulfilled with myself and with what I had done. Once these three things were in place, I just sat back and waited for the results to speak for itself. In just one week, what Simon had done to me my entire life, I had finally repaid him back. I had finally become free from him. So apparently, he lost his scholarship and any chance he ever had of getting into the school of his choice. Graduating high school became a far-fetched dream as he was turned over to the authorities by the school board and his studentship was terminated, all while receiving a text message from Anita asking to end the relationship of three years. As he was almost to the point of having a total breakdown in our home, I went to his ear and said, that's what you deserve. The look he had on his face would forever remain a better part of me, as this was the moment he realized that everything that had simultaneously happened to him was all my doing. His nice little sister, whom he hated for no reason and decided to make her life so very miserable, this was it. It finally felt like all the other things that I had to endure by myself seemed like nothing compared to what he was going through at the moment and what he would go through in the future. I don't mean to state the obvious here, but what OP did here very clearly does not seem healthy. But when you've gone your whole life being tormented and having things ruined for you by somebody, I think it's very normal to lash out in probably not so healthy ways, especially A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. At said person. That said, our next story is, what he doesn't know won't kill him. Following the events that happened on this day, June 13th, 2020, one could easily surmise or more easily decipher that Alan, as troublesome and logger-headed as he possibly could be, most definitely deserves what came his way, as there are always consequences to any and every action we choose to embark on in this life. Right from the beginning, Alan and I have always been best of friends. We've always had each other's best interests at mind and heart. Back in our teenage years, when both Alan and I were in high school, we had met due to the both of us getting bullied by a common denominator, Ralph. We found common ground as to try and get through such a tough time. Of course, we had to band together, as we both decided to help each other in need. Alan was a very decent guy at the time. He was the only son of his parents, but sadly his father had passed away while he was away serving the country. It was a really sad experience for him and also for me. While he told me, as I was really touched by his story, Alan had promised his mom to never cause her trouble, 
and to most definitely make her live comfortably when he was done with his studies as she had planned. At the time, I was the only person in Alan's life that really and truly knew him, as he deep down did not fancy the path of education or the idea that you truly need to be fully educated in order to become successful in life. Every single time we had a conversation about school, Alan would always talk with contempt for the educational system we had found ourselves in and how it goes a long way to make us believe that getting your degree is the one and only way to become someone respected and successful in our society. I had always tried my possible best to convince him otherwise. For as long as I've known Alan, he was never the type to get himself in trouble at all. But there was a period where I started to notice some changes. So, apparently the school was organizing an end-of-the-year party for its students to mark the end of the current school year in anticipation of the next school year ahead. And the party was to take place from around 6pm till the hour of the night owl, as we students called it back then, or more accurately, 10pm. It was a much-anticipated party as the entirety of the school was to participate, and thus the tradition of finding a date became as rampant and widespread like the flu or a wildfire. On Alan and my own's end, we had little to no chance of finding a date to the party. I wasn't really hopeful as to whether or not I could actually find a date, because, in all honesty, I wasn't really all that good looking back when I was in high school or even when I had graduated, but Alan on the other hand was still better than me facially in more ways that I could count. However, we both were still in the same boat, as we were both labeled and tagged as the school's dogs to which we had little to no objections as we weren't ready to receive extra bullying. The fact that we were in such a situation was one of the most frustrating moments in Alan's life as far as I could tell. Because visually, at first glance, one could pick up from his facial expression at the moment he came to the realization that we both might actually go to the school's party alone. Visible signs of anger, frustration, and at one point, disappointment, which all led to him having a determined facial expression. It suddenly got scary, mainly because I didn't see the relationship between all the contrasting emotions he had just displayed right in front of me, but I just went with the flow. Apparently all the girls he had asked out straight up turned him down. Alan began to feel like this was going to be his life from now on. Me on the other hand, had not even began to test my luck as to whether or not I would be able to summon up the courage to even ask a girl out. I guess I didn't need luck, as after classes had ended for the day, I went to pack up my books, mainly because the school term had come to an end and we were to clear out our lockers and head home early so as to prepare for the school's upcoming party, which was coming up the Friday of that week. While clearing out my locker, I found a note. The note came from Ashley. Ashley was the girl in my class that I had the craziest crush on. She was a real beauty and I still cannot begin to comprehend, till this day, why she was not approached by any other guy or if she didn't have any other proposals from any other guy, because the letter I received from Ashley, she was basically asking me out to the school's party, and she also left her number so that I could call her whenever I wanted. This had all seemed like a dream, as I couldn't believe the letter I had just received. I hurriedly went to look for Alan to relay to him the message I had just received, and also to ask for his advice on how to deal with this. So apparently I was being insensitive at the time, was what I was told later on, but when I came to show him the letter, he had this face that shouted just one word, betrayal. The sharp look that Alan gave me really sent chills down my spine, 
It was really scary at some point, but I still summoned up the courage to ask him what the problem was. He simply just told me that he could not believe what I had done to him behind his back and that he thought I'd valued our friendship more than this. At this point I got confused as to where he was headed to with the things he was saying. Apparently, Ashley was also one of the girls Alan had asked out, but unfortunately for him, she was also one of the numerous girls to have turned him down. I had no prior information or knowledge of this, as myself hadn't even tried at the time to even attempt to make a move to ask her out to the party. According to Alan that evening, he had the assumption, which I'm still confused as to how till this day, that I knew who he wanted and that I was patiently waiting for him to disgrace himself and then go behind his back and do what he couldn't do, in his words. I did all of these just to spite him, just because I felt he looked better than I did and that he was more attractive to the opposite gender than I was. All these misconceptions Alan was drafting up really made me understand how insecure he must have been back then. I tried my possible best to try to explain things to Alan at the time, but it had seemed like he didn't want to listen to whatever I had to say. He had already made up his mind. Alan stormed out of the classroom, and I searched for him for quite a while before heading home. I had not seen Alan until the day of the party. Apparently, the both of us had made plans earlier on before the events that had transpired between the both of us, and then I wasn't too sure as to whether or not Alan would still agree to meet with me that very day. Ashley and I began talking that very day she gave me her number, through the letter, and we got talking. We hit it off immediately, and I knew just then that she really was the most perfect girl I'd ever met. Alan, on the other hand, was still giving me the silent treatment until the day of the party. We met up at our usual spots as he decided to finally give me a call, asking we meet. I was a bit anxious at first when I specified his call, but everything sounded okay when I received his call, and we agreed to meet and put all these things behind us. Or so I thought. When we finally met, there was this cold air between us at first, as neither of us wanted to speak to the other first. But soon after, we got talking, and when we got to the subject of what happened between us, I noticed the change of mood. We started arguing and one thing led to another and things that were not supposed to be said were said. Apparently, Alan couldn't take it anymore and he vowed that afternoon to make sure I would most definitely regret meeting him. I had thought at the time that he was just making empty threats, but he went ahead and did the unthinkable. Apparently, he met up with Ashley immediately after he left my place and told her all the things about myself that was either too bad or too embarrassing or straight up abnormal, and he even went as far as telling her that the both of us made a bet as to who could get her first, and that when I was successful I had won a ton of money from him. Ashley was furious. She came straight to my place as she demanded an answer and an explanation immediately. I could tell from the look in her eyes that she was really serious, so I sat her down and explained things to her. Thankfully, she was really understanding and calm to the situation, but she knew how the whole situation was at the time, so she let go of whatever it was that Alan had told her. Thankfully, we were still in our talking stages, so I had thought that things would end there, but she assured me that everything was alright. However, I was still mad at Alan for doing what he did. How could he? To the girl with whom I initially had zero chance with, trying to end what we had at the time not started yet but we were on the path to being in a relationship as we both had mutual feelings for one another. 
tried to come between us by telling her things I told him in confidentiality, and even went as far as lying to her. It made me really mad, and I'd been trying to at least make things right between the both of us, but what he had done now had just made me solidify my resolve. I had decided that I would most definitely get back at him, but I just wanted the party to be over, mostly because of Ashley. I wanted this night to be a memorable one for the both of us, in our journey together. The party went on pretty well. Alan was nowhere to be seen. I guess he was too embarrassed with himself and with what he had done. I still had not decided as to what exactly it would be that I would do to get back at him. Then it had hit me. I knew how hard Alan was struggling to make sure his mother's efforts does not go to waste, so he was practically the ideal student, and so he had almost a perfect score in attendance. What had to do after figuring this out was no longer a difficult matter. While the party was going on, I snuck out of the hall, and I left Ashley for just a little bit and snuck straight to the principal's office. I made sure to change every single bit of bad record of behavior right down to his almost perfect grades, which were changed to a glistening perfect grade, one where it would be obviously noticeable. I basically did this because I knew Alan was applying for the school's scholarship program, as I knew all too well that his mother was trying her possible best to keep him in school, and that he honestly wasn't too motivated to actually stay in school, he was just doing this for the sake of his mother. I practically set things up so it would seem as if he altered his results. And after doing this, I also printed some of the answer sheets that were present on the principal's system and put some of them in his locker as I knew also that he hadn't been in school since the day we had the confrontation. While I was doing all of these, I was actually beginning to have second thoughts about what effects my actions would have on Alan's life. But after a not-so-thorough thinking period, I shifted aside all manners of guilt and indecisiveness for myself as I went through with it. After I was done, I immediately left the principal's office and went back to the party like nothing had happened. I was in and out of the principal's office in less than 15 minutes. It took less than three days before I found out that he'd been called into the principal's office and that a lot of queries were placed against him right then and there, to which he obviously had no answer to for any of them. The baseline of the whole incident was that he was restricted from taking the scholarship exam and he was also placed on probationary acceptance. And if the school were to find him faulting in the slightest way, his studentship was going to be terminated with immediate effect. That night after going home, I actually thought to myself and asked myself a question. If what I did was really and truly worth it, when the new school term resumed, we actually went back to being friends. But till this day, I have not told a soul about what I had done that day, and I think it's going to remain that way forever. I mean, what he doesn't know would most definitely not kill him. Needless to say, this is the kind of thing that you would take to the grave from anybody, right? Like, would this be something that you would be able to tell your closest partner? Or do you think that this is something you should just keep to yourself forever and bury that demon? In general, is that a terrible thing? Or does everybody have those secrets that they're going to keep with themselves forever? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.